0: Your nerdy tutor George, and with me, my llama enthusiast, my mom. Hi. Alrighty. So it has been a little bit since we've done this. We were supposed to have an episode last week, but we had a crowd of uh, unfortunate event that happened. And so we will pick up what we were intending to do, which was last week here, um, after we get through this cycle of episodes. But we're going to be talking about conventions and cosplay. So. Um, One of the big things about being a nerd is a convention. They're huge, they're everywhere, they've been existent since the early 1900s in some cases. Really? Yeah, so there's a thing called WonderCon that dates back to like the 30s and 40s here. Now, it was more or less about like literary stuff back at the time here because you would have had like Jules Verne, um, stuff like that here. Mark Twain.
1: You had a whole literary explosion when magazines carried um, a lot of short stories and serialized stories. Yes. Because they were cheap, especially during the Depression.
0: Mm-hmm. Very Be, popular. Yeah, you could get you could get by with, in, in publishing an entire book once a month here with just like a couple dozen stories in it. And if they worked, they worked. If they didn't, oh, well, they were cheap to make anyways. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, no. So conventions like this go back really far for... Our purposes, though, we're going to be talking about, basically, nerd conventions. So we're not talking about your traditional, like, um... It isn't
1: my accounting convention I was at last week.
0: It's not an accounting convention. It's not going to be, like, a dentistry convention, things like that here. Like, it's not a computer trade show, although in some cases, sometimes a computer trade show can be a little nerdy. Um, Well,
1: I know the Consumer Electronics Show is a big thing. Oh,
0: yeah. That one was a big deal. Um... No, so look, when we talk about nerd conventions, I'm talking about things like Comic-Con, your local... Bronies. Star- Brony, Brony Con, you have, um, in our case here, we have an anime convention coming up here in our local town, San Jose, and then we also have like Comic-Con and Pat Star Trek, PAX Southwest, those series of things. Uh, you have uh, Star Trek conventions for a long time, were very popular.
1: Now, there's Star Trek conventions, are there Star Wars conventions?
0: They are not as common, though, for some reason. Um, Part of the problem here is that there's really kind of two kind of conventions that you have to assume that that kind of exist. And there's no hard and set rule on conventions, but there's two types of conventions. There's the industry-based convention, and then there's the fan-based convention.
1: I actually appreciate the difference between the two.
0: Yeah, so um, the major difference between the two of them here is that an industry-based convention is all about selling you on the industry in question. And when I say industry, I mean usually the product in this particular case. So if you go to a video game convention, and a lot of cases here, such as E3, PAX, like shows like that here, the intent is to get you hyped and interested in getting the new video games that are going to be coming out, or letting people know what's out there. And in the cases of PAX, in a lot of cases, sometimes they're games that are made by two guys in their basement, and this is the first time they're getting to the show it off to the world so people can buy it. Which is in a lot of cases very cool because the traditionally video game conventions, E3 and Consumer Electronics Expo, are very expensive to get into because they only want the biggest, best people there. And to have like a guy who has two monitors and two joypads to go, to go there is difficult.
1: So you're talking about the cost of buying out a booth? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, but, PAX, but the PAX series event, which is the Penny Arcade Expo originally was kind of like e3 with the intention that anybody could go to it and they literally have booths just designed for people who own you know that made two video games two guys in their basement that made a video game and this is where they get to debut it at which is this huge stage with thousands and thousands of people that go to it the tickets for these events regularly sell out at like Thirty-five, forty thousand 40,000 people over the course of a weekend in some cases.
1: Okay, when you're talking about an event like this, are you buying the tickets by the day, or or, or are you buying a pack of tickets for several days? Or?
0: It can differ some days now. Uh, most conventions will offer a daily sort of pass here. And in some okay. cases, if you are a junior, if you're a, a child, in some cases, you might get a discount or getting free. If you're a senior, you might get a, another discount. And in other cases, they offer a, Friday-Saturday edition or a Saturday-Sunday edition or even just like a three, four, five day pass depending on what it is. Every convention's a little different. So like uh, PAX offers a multi-day sort of thing where if you buy all three days or in some cases four days, you get a discount on all those days at the end of the day. Uh, When you do it, as where if you do it day by day. It's
1: bundled and it's cheaper.
0: Yeah, as where if you do it day, but in some cases, some people only go for the one day. Saturday's being the most popular day because everyone's theoretically going to have that day off. Okay. Which is usually the case here. Um, like Friday, if you're gonna go on a Friday, you, you've tried to get the day off here in a lot of cases. Not everybody can, obviously.
1: Okay, so are we are talking like this is a nine to five thing?
0: Uh, more like a 10 to six sort of thing, but depending okay. on the convention, sometimes it could be like noon to six or noon to seven sort of things here. But depending on the size of the convention, there's often not just events that happen during the daytime, but also going into the evening.
1: I was going to ask about that. As long as advertisers, um, or or people trying to sell product, um, have a group of devotees there, I would think you'd want to take advantage of that, and and uh, and have have maybe invite-only after parties and stuff like that.
0: They have invite-only only kind of after parties. They have. I've seen people. I've seen whole companies rent out entire like bars and restaurants to show to have like a dinner only sort of thing with developers of video games or um, in a lot of cases when you get to multimedia like Comic-Con they'll rent out entire movie theaters to show off, just trailers just to leave people come and go constantly for Comic-Con in San Diego. Um, you'll get, um, a lot. Of, I mean in a lot of cases you wanna keep it going but you also kinda of have to remember that a lot of the people that they're there from beginning of the show to end of the show, I've been there all day long with no lunch break. <laughs> oh and
1: they're eager to get out
0: sometimes you work
1: in a booth or if you're
0: yeah i mean like if it's you if it's you and your buddy that made a video game for like pax as an example you got you want to be there the entire time
1: because yeah because
0: you're not because you're not really gonna be the option and with pax like in a lot of cases with conventions if you're a part of the industry or a part of the convention you might get in an hour early to set up up. well no actually you'll get in there like let's say eight o'clock to set up and power everything up and make sure everything works But then nine o'clock to like ten might be a special like uh, VIP only time. So it might be like the people who actually work the convention who can go and see all the other things you're doing there, or you might have like celebrities, or you might have you know the mayor and his kid who are like local VIPs to you. At the end of the day, stuff like that. It's not common. It's it's not very common when we get to like the fan conventions, but the more industry related stuff that's definitely more common. So like. As an example here, if you go to E3, if Shigeru Miyamoto, who is this guy who makes the Mario Brothers and Nintendo games, he's their uh, chief creative officer. Uh huh. If he wants, if he goes for that hour-only sort of thing here, he's going to play whatever he wants to see what else is on the floor here. Yeah. He's not going to go there during the prime peak time when he's going to expect all this media, all these people coming to ask him questions, taking pictures of him, trying to interact with him. He's going to go to the special media hour or the special VIP hour just to do what he needs to do to look at what he wants to see. Because otherwise, he's never going to get a chance otherwise.
1: Yeah. No, I kind of get that. Okay. So years and years and years ago, like 15 years ago, probably, Mm -hmm. I I took your younger brother who at the time was 10 um, and one of his friends to a Pokemon convention that was just Pokemon. Now, it was all of the convention center. Yep. But it was just Pokemon. Yep. It was a trip. They had had these huge blow up,
0: uh, Cardboard. Squirtle.
1: You no, know, no, I mean like oh, sta- like several. Statues. Se- it was several stories tall, like two stories tall type mm-hmm. things, like twenty feet tall things. Yep. It was
0: so, pretty yeah, incredible. It, yeah, industry people really love again. Like they just have this stuff sitting, and sometimes in this their offices, and they love to bring it out whenever they have the chance to, um, because it's really great promotional sort of stuff here that. Where else are you going to get to see, like, a 20-foot-tall Pokemon? Except when they go and tour around the country with this stuff.
1: Okay. But when we went, and again, this is 15 years ago, I don't remember seeing anybody dressed as Ash or Misty.
0: Depending okay. on the type of convention here, and it's gotten more popular. Um, it's always actually been very popular, actually. Uh, but we'll talk about cosplay a little bit later on, by okay. the way, because okay. there's, there's a bunch of stuff here. Um, the other type of uh, convention that we have here is a fan convention. And a fan convention is less about trying to sell you on something and more or less trying to just celebrate and support the products that you're into. So if you're really into Star Trek, you go to a Star Trek convention to meet other people who are really into Star Trek, buy limited edition stuff for Star Trek, and basically, if you're lucky, meet one of the guys from the industry there. Like It's not sort
1: of like what you see on Galaxy Quest.
0: Very much if you see Galaxy Quest, that's kind of what a fan convention is now in a lot of fan conventions it's not common for industry people to be there in some cases but like but again if you have like a Game of Thrones convention you'll fi- there will be actors that will go there to that okay. or there might be like producers or something like that that will go to it to support it because it's supporting their industry at the end of the day and right if you take back to the Galaxy Quest sort of model here like it might be how these people are getting a paycheck in some cases which is you know I know some people that are like that like Lou Ferrigno doesn't get a lot of work but he shows up at a lot of conventions. Okay. Used to be the case with Stan Lee up until the advent of the mid 2000s here where he would go to a lot of conventions and sign a lot of stuff even though he wasn't really truly writing for Marvel anymore at the time. And it wasn't until like the Marvel the Marvel movies the that came out with like Iron Man, Captain America, mm-hmm. stuff like that here that He got a lot more popular and wasn't able to go back and do those conventions. He still did the big stuff like Comic-Con and the Comic-Con related stuff here. So, like, the one in uh, San Diego, New York. I think he even did WonderCon in Anaheim a couple times and when it was in San Francisco. Uh, But it was less common to be in, like, you know.
1: Because too many people know him now and he's mobbed?
0: Well, it's not so much that he's mobbed. It's just that, I mean, it's too big of a venue. It's sometimes, like, too many people would go. Okay. And it can be overwhelming. Plus, like you're kind of also worried about your security at the at a certain point here as well. Like,
2: yeah.
0: if like you're Lou Ferrigno, like, and no offense to Lou Ferrigno at all, and I mean this with no disrespect at all, like, you'd have to be you'd be somewhat hard pressed to know that, that you were the Hulk if you weren't somebody who's over 30 40 years old, and who had seen the show, who had who had known the show and had known the show existed. Because outside of that, he hasn't done a whole lot outside of that. Yeah. Uh, That show that's in kind of the nerd culture here. He's been in stuff, obviously, but, like, his roles have been a lot more less pronounced and less, you know... Yeah,
2: yeah. Stuff
0: like that here. But again, like, when you get to a fan convention here, you might have some industry people there to help sell the stuff, but it's more or less a fan-based sort of affair. These are generally going to be, like, your... Or the best example I can think of is an anime convention that we have here in the States. So, um... When you go to an anime convention here depending on where it is and how big it is you won't have a lot of industry people at it in a lot of cases so you won't have like you might occasionally get the companies that license the Japanese animation here for example um, but you also might get uh, some people that are part of the community uh, part of the uh, industry here like you might get uh, voice actors from Japan or you might get People who write the stories in the comic books in Japan, or you might get people who are directors or producers or storyboard artists occasionally. So, so,
1: so from what I gather, then you're talking about names that I wouldn't know, but somebody who was, uh, you know, aficionado, a fan of it, would know.
0: So, like, if you went to a Star Trek convention, you saw on the on the marquee Brett Spiner. Yeah that's the guy who played Data in Star Trek The Next Generation. He's, been,
1: kn- he, he's been on Big Bang.
0: Yeah. yeah, he's been on Big Bang. He memorably made his uh, first l- series of appearances on Night Court.
1: Ah! He I remember a, that he show. He was
0: like a uh, not necessarily Romanian, but like Romani, kind of like
1: I uh, No, I know who he was. You, know, yeah, no, yeah, you no, mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah,
0: know. It, it was very funny stuff back in the day. He's got a great, yeah. great comic timing for him. Um, but like But yeah, those are somewhat big names. But if you saw like a producer credit a producer name on there, like unless you were really into the show, you wouldn't know who this was. Yeah. You know, or you wouldn't or in some cases you might get the guy that like literally hand built the starships or designed the starships, and that might be a big guy to somebody there. But most people wouldn't know. It'd be very cool. But you might get a lot of people who don't know who that is unless they absolutely tell you. Yeah, you'd have to be
1: be into it. Yeah, so
0: Um, now, mind you, like, none of this is, like, pure in any particular way. Like, again, as like I was saying, fan conventions will have people from the industry because it's often in their best interest to promote, help promote the industry. And a lot of fan conventions will pay to have somebody come out for it, you know. So we have, uh, like, the Silicon Valley like Comic Con. We've had people from the from movies and TV shows come. Like we had a, one of the guys who did Doctor Who was one of the doctors. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess it was the we had the 10th doctor who came and so they paid for his hotel and for him to be at the convention for the weekend.
1: So this is kind of like, I think when I went to the Pokemon convention, I got signatures for you. Yes. Um, of, of From two two artists. Well, I had no idea who they were, but you, you knew.
0: Yes. I can't remember them. they're buried somewhere in my closet right now. But, but no, yeah. I mean, like, you I mean like if you don't, if you're just a casual passerby, you wouldn't know who it was. But if you were really into it here, you'd be super interested. Like, Game of Thrones conventions are starting to pop up here here occasionally. Yeah. So if like you met one of the guys, it was like one of the producers or one of the writers on it or one of the director of CG for it here. You like and you and you followed the show distinctly. You'd be like, oh my goodness, he's the guy that made sure the dragons look like dragons.
1: Well, I. I stayed in a place that was used for filming for season two in Morocco, it was very cool. <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, I mean, like, these are kind of the conventions that you get here in a lot of cases. They're a broad range. Um, one of the conventions we're leaving out here is like a Magic the Gathering or a board game co- uh, convention here. Like okay, you have, like there is, and I, I kid you not, there is a convention for people who play Monopoly.
1: I have actually been to a Monopoly convention
0: Oh, okay. Sorry. So this is not
1: this. Yeah. When I was 19 or yeah, 19.
0: Like these people are the intentions of the rules. Yeah. Like these, these are people that like house rules. We don't care about your stinking house rules. We talk, we talk real monopoly. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, no, I, I played in, I played in a tournament and I actually went, went two or three rounds. Um, it was in Los Angeles and, um, yeah no you're you you you're not you have to land on go so um, and, and going and, to
0: jail is a good thing
1: and going to jail is a good thing yeah it, it was the rules were, were different than as you said house rules
0: yeah so Magic the Gathering I think is the most common more board game related sort of thing that comes up more frequently well, what about D&D 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 has conventions but a lot of the fun of being the, of, of Dungeons and Dragons for the most part is often the house rules kind of thing here like you can be super serious with the rules, and other people can be far more lax with the rules and use the books as a guideline of how this is supposed to work.
1: Well, there's a Dungeons and Dragons meeting every Saturday night at my house. Um, I, I'm not the participant, but, um, and, and they're drawing creatures. Yep. Some, on on, on some graph pe- paper, yeah.
0: Some people draw creatures. I've seen some people who. They're tra-
1: making things, they're talking about personalities that they mm-hmm. give
0: it yep it's
1: it's interesting
0: oh yeah no, I imagine an entire convention of people doing this
1: oh my goodness
0: yeah, I yeah in some cases yes in some cases no so okay um, so you're going to go to a conven- a fan convention here we're going to Fanime here this weekend we got tickets okay Um, and like I just want to get you kind of briefed on what we're going to be what we're going to see there so this okay. is a traditional fan uh, anime convention here so Not everything that happens in a convention is transparent. Is one to one with other conventions. So, keep in mind that if you go to a Star Trek convention or if you go to a Magic the Gathering convention, or you go to like a PAX convention here or something, like some things will will carry over all the time, and some things won't. So, some things will be there, and some things won't. Always check the websites. There's there's lots of listings. There's literally a website here for anime conventions that shows you what anime conventions are happening any day of the year. And there's usually at least one to two happening every weekend. Really? Oh yeah, throughout the... Again, and it can be as simple as a thousand person convention with a thousand or two thousand person convention in some cases. Like, just like a trade, like a banquet hall in a a Marriott or something. And other cases can take up full, you know, mid-city convention centers and in some cases like full city-sized convention centers. So... They differ in size and in locations.
1: Now, what's your favorite?
0: My favorite. Uh huh. Oh, oof! I um for Japanese animation, I love uh, Anime Expo. It's the largest Japanese animation convention um, that's in the world. Here, it's about uh, now. It's about sixty-five to seventy thousand people over the course of the Fourth July Fourth oh, City July Fourth weekend. Mind you, like over the entire four-day weekend, not. Every single day, although on Saturday it certainly feels like 70,000 people. Yeah. Um, it's one of the first major conventions I went to when I was in college, when it was very local at Anaheim until it moved to um, the LA Convention Center, which is the same convention center they do E3 at, which is just
2: huge. Wow.
0: Um, so, yeah, no, that's that's a very fun convention to go to. Um, it's, it's massive. It's massive. It, it will take you, like, a you know, full day to walk it, in some cases, to see everything. Okay. Um, but then you have... Um, but then I've also had a lot of fun with the uh, Penny Arcade Expos. Here. I've gone to both South and the one in uh, Seattle, which is uh, formerly known as PAX Prime. Then I'll just call it PAX West. Okay. Um, those were a lot of fun because you get to see a lot of um, video games that are going to come out here. And you can, in a lot of cases, you can go and play them and interact with them. The lines for it are atrocious, which is often why I don't play a lot of the big ones. Okay. Um, but I like it because they also have a lot of board games instead of for um, casual hangouts. Okay. So you have a lot more um, ability to, especially when you get to Pack South, half the convention hall is just tables and chairs.
1: So you can so you can just kick it with with other with other
0: with other people that are in that kind of genre, and they literally have a, a place in the center where you can go and. Borrow board games Oh that's cool So if you wanted to go play like any They have basically any board game that's ever existed Sorry? They they have Sorry and Monopoly They have very obscure Board games that only came out Like three months ago here Like Settlers of Catan uh, (laughs) Ponzi Scheme uh, All sorts of that. And then you also have the trade people that are there As well so you might have somebody who's there for Magic the Gathering or you might have somebody there that's like the Star Wars uh, or, or world of Warcraft um, Fortnite. trading card game fortnite's gotta so not all the time though sometimes when you get to video conventions like not all the major games are represented here really usually yeah no it's usually stuff that's up up and coming not stuff that's already been released okay because the intention is to get you hyped for it so like if so Fortnite's created by a, a team called uh, a video game studio called epic and what they'll be doing here is they'll be showing off uh, the new borderlands video game that they're okay. gonna have coming out here if they go to a pax here most likely okay. um if you're the people from blizzard who do world of warcraft you might show off the new expansions you might have for one of your major titles here like overwatch world of warcraft diablo things like that
1: okay so so one of the times that we went to pax i want to say it's probably pax south um we watched you be we watched you online be interviewed by somebody who was west. playing west yes so west? PAX okay west, so,
0: um uh, that forget what the guy's name is it's a, it's a he Sw- obviously
1: was well known
0: oh yeah no he's um it starts with an s a swifty so his name is okay. swifty um he's a he's a professional world of warcraft player which is kind of hard to kind of hard to explain uh, how you can be a professional video game player. When we get to, I have one on video. I have one set up for video games here it, that explains that a little bit better. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I was walking along the booth, and World of Warcraft was coming out with its new expansion, Legion, um, within a couple months, I believe, like two or three months. And so, having a booth at the convention there was the first chance you got a chance to play it. It experienced the changes that were coming up, especially if you were well. If especially if you had played it before, I happened to be walking by. He, I think he saw me out of the corner of my eye. I was like, "You." I was, well, it, there
1: you could hear in the background some gal saying, "Saying, did you see?" And he's like, "Yeah, no, I got it, I got it." And he's coming up. He's coming up.
0: Now, mind you, like he's also about like a story above me.
1: Well, yeah, the way the,
0: the way the booth was set up here, he there was a second level to the booth here. That's about another like ten feet up. That's just a play area for him and other, like, VIPs to come up. Yeah. And so, like, he saw me. He was like, you, you, you. And they, like, they stopped me. and was like, you got to come up on the stream. You got to come in the stream. And I was like, and I was happy to come up on the stream. And I was trying to be in full character the entire time. Because part of me is like, okay, I know who this guy is. I don't follow him at all. But I also don't want to, like, go off and be like, you're a paladin player. You're not that important to me. Because I'm a <laughs> warlock player. And I'm just like. Like, paladins can go, like, eat my left foot.
1: Well but, well, but I thought it was nice that you were in character because, I mean, what he really wanted was...
0: He wanted me to be in character. character he wanted, yeah. He, yeah, and that's and so, um, so, yeah, so this, what we're talking about here is I dress up as Dr. Robotnik from Sonic the Hedgehog and I have a Sonic the Hedgehog puppet that I walk along with as well and I will shave my entire head to do it. Um, and this is a fun aspect of conventions known as cosplay. Um, so let's go ahead and just get into the cosplay aspect here real quickly. So cosplay is, um, it's a pantomime uh, or a portmanteau, excuse me, of two words here, which is costume and play. So cosplay, and essentially, it's the act of dressing up and inhabiting a character from your favorite movie, TV show, video game, book, comic books, anime, manga, and in some cases, like your favorite, like. Band, music musical bands here in some cases. Okay. Like, you ever seen people go to a Kiss concert? Yes, I have. As they're cosplaying as Kiss people. Yes. Um, and if you dress up in cosplay, you know that as a cosplayer. Okay. So, uh, we are going to be cosplaying.
1: Yes. I am going to be Princess Peach.
0: And I am going to be Bowser from Mario Brothers.
1: Because I actually know who Princess Peach is. Yes. Because I've, I've played Mario mm-hmm. Kart.
0: Yep, and I have a horn, and a tail, and I've got my turtle shell backpack ready. I am fully prepared for this. Okay. So, um, so no, yeah. So, um, so again, cosplay is really this, this option you have at a convention. Most people, probably, if you go to a convention here, probably about a third of the people who are going to one of these nerdy conventions will be in cosplay. Now, it'll differ a little bit here and there because if you're going to a maybe like a Game of Thrones convention, like you might have less people cosplaying because the cosplay is more difficult to do.
1: Well, I would actually think that one would be pretty easy.
0: Chainmail and armor. Ah, oh, okay. So, depending on the characters you're doing, but also like some of those, like some of those outfits can be rather elaborate. Like if you look at some of the dresses that Sansa has worn, worn in the show, or, uh, or, Darna, or um, Khaleesi or uh, Darnassus, Danny... I guess I can never say her actual full name. Um, some of the characters there wear very somewhat elaborate clothing in some okay. cases because it's a medieval sort of show here. And that might be slightly harder to do depending on where you're coming from in some cases. Um, and while they do have shops that help you get the costumes here, they're a little bit less prevalent than the Japanese animation is because Japanese animation is so popular with cosplayers right now. Okay. With cosplayers.
1: Yeah. Well, People tend to own their cosplay. I assume it's not something you can just rent.
0: You can rent.
1: You can rent.
0: Not common, but you can. Okay. Um.
1: They they ship it to you like like uh, Rent the Runway or something.
0: Well, what you do is you go to like your traditional costume store that you might find in your local area. Uh huh. Um. And sometimes they have anime costumes or cosplay costumes there. Mind you, keep in mind if you're going to Halloween, you're a cosplayer for Halloween. Yeah. So, like, sometimes you go there, you get, like, especially if you're doing something from the West here, like, you get, um, like, a witch's costume or something like that, or like a Superman costume, like, and you go take it to the the convention here, yeah, you're cosplaying and you're renting a Superman costume, essentially, or a Batman costume or something like that here. Okay. Um, Here in the West, it's probably more likely that if you're renting a costume, it's going to be a Western top, something from Western media. Okay. Like, it'd be ra- rather difficult to get, like, a Japanese schoolgirl or a particular character from a Japanese animation or video game in a lot of cases here. Unless it's, like, you know, like, unless it's, like, a super popular thing here.
1: Okay. So, um, so, so things like, um, what is the, the, what is the elfin one that you see all the time? I've seen a lot of that in cosplay. I. It did. Yeah no I I'm sorry I, I'm drawing a blank no I, no yeah, no and any other time I know it. Um, but uh, you know you, because I work downtown I see them
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, when they come and um, twice a an year
0: twice a year twice now. a
1: year and um, and you do see a lot of the school the Japanese schoolgirl mm-hmm. um, with with the very short pleated skirt and the white stockings and the white stockings
0: and, and the sailor top
1: and the sailor top mm-hmm. um, and that sort of thing. Um, can we talk about furries for just a moment? We can talk <laughs> about furries. furries. Yeah. Okay, so so they are a trip too. That comes
0: once a year, year in, genu- in late January for us, but uh, like an anime convention, there's a furry convention everywhere once a once a day, once a week. Really? Um, what are those? So, so a furry is basically it's a cosplayer that dresses in a full body costume that normally resembles an animal mascot. Okay. So if you think about it here, like, it's, uh, like, you're dressing up like a dog from, like, a mascot team or something in a lot okay. of cases. Okay. And what generally tends to happen here, and this is not by any means a way of just dis- discrediting anybody who's into this at all, furries get a bad rap.
1: They, they come across as kind of fetish.
0: Yeah. Well, in a lot of cases here like it's a full body costume, nobody's going to know who you are unless you take the mask off. Yeah. And for some people here like it's a security sort of thing here to be like, "Hey, I can be whoever I want to be." And maybe I work at and maybe for somebody they work at a, a like a weird job that requires them to be just like I've seen it, I've met a I've met a furry who's a lawyer.
1: Well, it would be like being a furry in my office. My office is very conservative. I wear a dress every day.
0: Very conservative, very uptight. Or it might be just, you know, like you might also be very, not anti-social, but you might be an introvert.
1: And it allows you to... to It it
0: allows you to, the the anonymity of walking out into a public space and being more what you kind of want to be or more yourself without having, without really risking anything at the end of the day. Some anonymity. Yeah. Okay. So... Yeah. Definitely so the animated. cosplay
1: that I've seen for for the anime shows, mm-hmm. um, people are very much. You know, they may have a little bit of makeup on, but they're very much their own faces. They've done their hair and they've they put the costume on, but you know who it is. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, no. For jam- for most con- for most cosplay here, like we, unless you're a professional cosplayer, you won't see a lot of people doing going way over the top for for their costumes. Unless, like, you're really into your costume. Like, if you are dressing up as a character from, let's say, Overwatch, which is a very popular game here in the West, uh-huh. um, you might spend a lot of time making sure your costume is right and making sure if you're going to be walking outside there that, you know, if you're one of the female characters, your makeup's going to look spot on, your wig's going to have all the right hair pieces in, p- intact, um, especially if you've got a costume that's got wings armor prop weapons stuff like that here like you're spending a lot of time for somebody to look at you and you're going to go through a lot of effort to make sure that the the like eight hours you're going to be wearing it that everyone's going to be looking at you and making sure you're like perfect kind of shape here
1: okay but you do that because because i mean i've you've made a number of top 10 lists
0: yes i've made a number of well i mean like i i I just happen to be lucky enough to look the part of, of a bad guy
1: well, but, 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 you know, I I, I love, I, after you go to one of these,
0: I'll search um, YouTube and, and Reddit y- and,
1: y- and Twitter and, and Instagram and find all sorts of pictures of you.
0: Shout out to my uh, former uh, boss in Newport Beach for uh, posting on me on Reddit one time where I got onto the front page of Reddit. I think it got up to like 25 or something at the top page. Yeah, You know, it was like. My night manager dresses in cosplay. And I was like, oh, yep, yeah, that's me. Yeah. It was a big deal on Reddit for like a day.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, and actually the person who tipped me off about it was Gina, your your cousin. Oh. Who saw it. Um,
0: I would have never known anything about it. I am not a Redditor.
1: Yeah. So um, so so it's fun. I can do all these searches for uh, Dr. Robotnik and for Eggman and and, and find pictures of you. Yep. Um, which is a kick, um, and so you go. You go to. You've got puppets, and you go to the nth degree because you have more than one of these. You have several.
0: Yes, I have a. I have a Wookiee puppet, so I dress as Han Solo with Chewbacca, uh-huh. which is fun because I can do the. I can do the Chewbacca growl, which is always yeah. fun. Um, and then I have. Uh, Star- you have Obi Wan. I have a Star Wars. I have a Star Wars costume as well. Um, and then I also have, uh, one from a video game called Wild Star, which doesn't exist anymore, but I still love that costume so much.
1: Is that the, the navy blue one with the silver and gold? Yeah. Yeah. That one was fun to do. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Um, I learned all about pleather. Um, but, <laughs> but no, that was fun. Um, so I noticed when I, so when I was looking for Princess Peach, because, mm-hmm. um, if i priced the fabric to make it i was looking you know comparing making it versus buying it and yep. um, there are all sorts of things out there she's she's well known mm-hmm. and there's bowsette and there's all sorts of yeah um, versions that you can buy yep and what was interesting to me was they the prices price wise you could go from like 120 which is what i bought and and i have to say i'm impressed with it yeah um made in china um, all the way to sixteen hundred.
0: Yep. Um, and all over Etsy. Yeah, so Etsy's a great um this is a good way to kind of how how costumes are made here. So um Etsy for, for those who are not aware of is a basically like going to Amazon for makers. So people right. who make
1: I I have listed on Etsy. Yeah.
0: So like if you yeah. knit or you make a particular thing here. like Etsy's a great resource here. like I got my horns off of the Etsy for my costume.
1: I, I got my um, my crown and and the right earrings and the right pen and the brooch
0: and the brooch and yeah. the
1: brooch and, um, and, and, and so let's talk about so I spent the 120 and then the the other things which were made by digital computer
0: mm-hmm. yep. 3D printed
1: 3D printed um, but really nicely painted and finished. Mm-hmm. Um, were another $80 but they looked correct and a lot of the other stuff that was less expensive didn't look They'll correct. Didn't look quite
0: the, quite the part here. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's one of the... So there's kind of like two major schools of cosplaying here um, when when creating a costume here. Um, there's what they might call like a retail kind of version and there's the handmade version. You obviously went the retail version about buying your costume um, but a lot of it's also handmade because it's people who handmade these particular portions of it here like you could have very well gone out online and bought a officially licensed Nintendo Princess Peach dress it would right. not be the right quali- qual- uh, quality it would be like be like a disney
1: princess dress that i buy for my granddaughter
0: yeah you can do that but, i mean yeah. like but it's but it's like that's not high that's not a really super accurate version of it here and it's a very more or less like a, a like i don't want to say a slight purchase here but that is a retail purchase at the end of the day. And in your case here, like somebody else basically made most of your costume here. Like you are not, you you could, you're piecing it together from a P in a piecemeal fashion, but somebody essentially made your costume. Yeah. My,
1: my major work was putting in my credit card number.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'm
1: fine with that by the way. No.
0: and, And a lot of people do that conventions, especially when you get to, um, like anime expo is an example here. Um, you could go if you don't ever if you never had a costume beforehand you can go to the convention floor floor and buy a costume up there on the floor go to the bathroom change into it and come back out right away because they sell wigs and the costumes itself and robes and if your character has a prop sword they have prop swords there that they sell too
1: well, see, and I could have gone with the wig too. The wig, but the wig was another like forty, and I'm blonde, so
0: yeah, no, uh, I think and, it would be superfluous.
1: Yeah, so I, I didn't bother. But um, it, it interests me to hear you say that because it seems like then, why couldn't you have a, a, a temporary stall, maybe, maybe list yourself in one of the hotels and rent, a, um, a small meeting room, and rent costumes for the day out of there?
0: Because in a lot of cases, when it especially comes to like fan conventions, um, I. I know at some I know some conventions. What they're doing now is they have a cosplay booth that's all designed about fixing your cosplay. Okay. So they have like hot glue, super glue. Oh, that makes sense because
1: because things I imagine fall off and pins, fall apart.
0: you know, buttons, bobs, like spare fabric if necessary. I don't think and some sewing needles and stuff like that. They do have like, I know when I go to like packs, they have a cosplay booth like that's like emergency cosplay repair.
1: That's uh, nice. Which
0: is very nice. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's thoughtful. It's very thoughtful, yeah, because...
1: Things fall apart. Oh yeah,
0: no, and video game characters, especially if you're doing cosplay for it, are very, very elaborate in some cases. Very overdone kind of stuff, so. I know, so when breaks, I, d- when I did,
1: did the Obi-Wan costume for you, when I looked at the drawings, there were things that couldn't possibly exist. No, yeah.
0: no, yeah, no, video games.
1: I had, to f- I had to figure that out.
0: Yeah, no, video games are notorious for making stuff a great example of it here is that in what was it 2014 or 15 when they were announcing the game Overwatch, they hired professional cosplayers to come to make costumes and show it on the show floor, so they had an immediate presence. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, uh, and they they gave all the cosplayers like all the digital assets and all the pictures that they had for the costumes that they, they were doing. And one of the questions that came back to the cosplayers were asking like. Hey, what else? What else would be useful for you, in making this costume? And one of the major things they were telling him was, where are the pockets? Or can we add pockets to the costume?
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Pockets I, mean, pockets. I mean, are big. I mean, I know a lot of women who complain about not having pockets. Even that like the pockets on their their jackets or their pants are fake pockets. Yeah. So pockets are a big deal. Even when dressing up as Robotnik, I've basically. I've got pockets on me, but because one of my hands is always dedicated to the puppet, I have two pockets on either side and that's it. And if somebody starts handing me a bunch of business cards for like, oh, check out my website for this, or hey, you really got to look, you really, here's a flyer for my, here's our new game, get 15% off. Like those get into your pockets and those get stuffed real quickly. Yeah. And especially when like you have, when you're trying to take out stuff to be like, oh, let me take a picture to click, 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 or, in yeah. my case, one of them is another prop I have, like, it can be difficult. Yeah. Um, but no, again, so we get to another type of cosplay, which is the homemade cosplay, which is people building their cosplay from scratch in a lot of cases. Now, not purely scratch, like, you might buy a backpack here and customize the backpack to your needs. Okay. Or you might, or in some cases for, like a, for the ladies here, you might buy a dress on a line that matches your needs, and then modify the dress as necessary. I know I've been looking for a jacket for myself that I want to modify for another, for another cosplay I want to do that would be perfect for work because I could get away with it really easily. Okay. Um, but that jacket is kind of somewhat hard to find, or at least in my size. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, like most, even the homemade cosplayers are not, people who make their own cosplay are not doing it solely alone. You might have some people that just build their entire costume out purely on their own uh, materials. But most people are still buying stuff, you know, from retail shops to do it. And just not specifically this item for, like, a for that character. But in well, some cases, I, yes.
1: If, if I, well, so if I made my dress, which it could have done. Yes. Um, but there's a, a lot of gathering for that
0: thing. There's a lot of gathering. There's a lot of, like, little pieces. There's a lot of different colors. Well, and there's
1: the pleating down the front. Um, and, and so I, I just figured if I could, since the materials would have cost me 80 or 90, mm-hmm. if I could buy it for a reasonable amount, which it, which you did fine. Yeah. But if I had made it, I still would have gone on to Etsy
0: to get the crown and the the, other earring, stuff. Yeah. the
1: earrings and the brooch.
0: Oh no, absolutely. Because
1: you don't want to go to all the effort of having the costume and then not have mm-hmm. the details right.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah, no, again, I'm notorious for doing that for some cosplays here as well. Like, again, like. Michael. Well,
1: swords and belts and.
0: Yeah all well, those things well i mean like when you get to i mean unless it's a very popular sort of thing here like a lot of the stuff you're building yourself okay i, I one of the one of my one of my pet projects i really want to do here or uh, well, i have two pet projects i want to make a i want to make a wizard staff okay i would love to make a wizard staff out of like wood and foam here and have it like light up and everything i've got That'd an idea cool. i've got an idea for a book that when you open it up it lights up as well when you open it and like it has different colors and LEDs that kind of swirl back and forth to make it look like you're casting spells from the book. That'd be cool. Um, that one I sourced. If I did it, would probably be about eighty to ninety dollars. Yeah. But that's like, but that's like a pet. That's a personal pet project for another time. Okay. Um, and then the other one, I the other one I really want to do is I want to get, I want to make a foam sword, a big foam block sword uh, with a wooden shaft down the middle for support, but I want to cover it in zip ties. Oh. So. Uh, one of the things when it comes to props at a convention here, especially if you've got a weapon or anything that's large, that's bigger than a foot here, you have to in most cases for conventions get it approved.
1: I can understand that because you could be doing all sorts of wounding. <laughs> well, not even
0: so much wounding so much as that um, it's got to be something that's approved by the convention. And you might, ha- and especially when you get to the nature of...
1: Do they have a, a check room if you're not approved that you can leave it in?
0: No some do but most don't like if you go to like anime expo they have a literal luggage storage area okay. where you where like like you like you're going to a hotel and you drop off your luggage and you have a ticket and you come back and you pick it up later that does exist at anime expo it's usually sponsored by one of the companies usually right but, yeah but for smaller conventions usually no. like it's not an option here which is an important reason to read the website before you go so let's say for example here, you have a character that has a rapier kind of sword here. Like, right, yeah. and I've seen people with real rapiers, you know. Like a fencing sword. Like a real fencing sword go into cosplay and they have to, and then they walk around with it. And I've been that guy that's basically had to tell people before because I've worked at conventions before. I've worked yeah. at Anime Expo for three years on the convention floor, one of them being peace bonding and cosplaying. Yeah, And basically looked at the sword is like, nope because it's a real sword with real metal, even if you didn't intend to hit anybody with it, you will leave, a, you can cut and lash stuff pretty quickly and you can yeah. do quite a bit of damage. And even if you got- you, a lot of people. There's a lot of people. And again, like it's metal. You, the second you do anything with it, you're gonna hurt somebody. So yeah. you know, like for, for safety reasons, you don't do that. The same thing is like, if you have a staff, you have to get that piece bond Cause that's a, you know, depending on how tall it is, it's a five or six foot long, you know, striking instrument that you, yeah. if you wind up, you can get a really good shot on somebody. Yeah. Uh, swords are a lot of that way too here. You got to, ha- you can't have real swords. You can't have metal swords that are not, you know, sharpened at the end. You got to yeah. have, you can't have any of that. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: it's got to be approved. Um, if you have a bow and arrow, you can't have the bow knocked at all. So you can have, you can't have a string going through it. Oh, yeah. Because you don't want to have project- it's the same thing with like under- projectiles. You don't yeah, want to have projectiles. I get. They're, I totally get it. They're unknowns at the end of the day when they fly. Who knows see, what's going to happen? See, I
1: would, th- I would think you just take away the arrows.
0: Well, no, because you want to have the arrows to cosplay with. I've actually, oh, okay. Because if you're so you're, you
1: don't have the string on it, but you can pose with the arrow.
0: Yeah, so you can you look like you do it. And I've actually seen a person who makes bow who makes bows that have basically a have like a little wrench on the backside of it, so it looks like when you pull the wrench back, the arrow. The arrow arms pull back, so it looks like you're fire. It looks like you got an arrow so there. So it you tenses. It, the the it bow put, tenses. It, it puts the bow in tension, and you can't see if it's going out there at all. Okay. You can't see the string at all, but you can pretend like the arrow's there, essentially.
1: Okay.
0: You know, I've seen yeah. that. I've seen that before for Zelda cosplayers. It's
1: Zelda was who I was thinking
0: of. Yes, so Zelda. Yes. He's, yes, I see. All, I see a lot of Zelda. Um, uh, one of the other things that's very popular, obviously, with more Western stuff here, are guns props. Those are generally within reason. Like you now, so yeah. you can't bring an actual firearm to a convention. There's no way that's ever going to be allowed. Okay. Um, you really they don't even like you bringing airsoft guns either. Obviously. Okay. So, um, so,
1: so no, no nerf, no, no nerf. Uh... Now,
0: now you can have a nerf gun if it's de- if the gun is deactivated. So if you've taken out the spring from a nerf gun, you can carry around a nerf gun with you. And a lot of people will use, and again, like, if we go back to the homemade cosplay here, a lot of people will start with a base of a Nerf gun and build onto it here the the weapon they need here. Okay. So, like, if you're a, so if you're, like, a sniper sort of character or something, you might take, like, a Nerf gun and build off of that to build so, your... So we're,
1: so we're, like, taking model magic clay and, and doing stuff with foam it? Foam
0: blocks and yeah, kind okay. of glue it on here and then sanding it down, dremeling it down, painting it, adding bobs and bo- bobs and wires and all sorts of different stuff to it. Okay. Repainting it and then weathering it, which is hilarious. I always find weathering very fun and interesting.
1: Well, I had to weather fabric for you. Yeah, I
0: know. Weather- weathering is a weird bit because like it's one part like really, really difficult another part like whatever.
1: It's kind of fun to be destructive actually. It is. Um, yeah, yeah but, but trying to weather it and have it look... Accurate. Accurate.
0: It was harder than I thought. Yeah, it can be, can be very tricky because like Because there's no, like, uniform... You can't be uniform about it at all. You have to be random. It's actually
1: hard to be random. Yeah, yeah, very much. Yeah.
0: Um, One of my favorite little props that I have here is, if you look in the corner there, I have Thor's hammer. I have Milnor. And that's a legitimate, like... That's something you can buy from Marvel here, but it's a legitimate, like, one-to-one scale size, the actual hammer.
1: How heavy is it? It's not that
0: bad. It's only maybe, like... Uh, maybe three or four pounds
1: so you could bring that in you
0: could, no, that's de- it's, it's specifically designed for it okay it even has a bill it has a, a a feature here where if you push a button you and you say the name of the thor of the weapon or or you say thor on it it glows on the front of it here so it's very cool it's it's designed for cosplay it's designed for for, co- for cosplay yeah. same yeah. thing they have uh, iron man's helmet that exists out there uh, my Infinity Gauntlet is can be used for cosplay here as well if you're going as Thanos. Although obviously, you want it's a very big hand and arm, so you might want to yeah. have a similarly large size hand on the other hand too, yeah. to be proportional. Yeah,
2: um,
0: totally or, get that. Or if you were going to be Captain America or Iron Man and you walked around with the Infinity Gauntlet, it would make sense. It's, well, it it's, would now. It would now, but, but like you could. But again, if you were like one of those superheroes, you could have that there as an example. Okay. Um, you um so yeah but like prop weapons here are are a cool thing to have with you because they add a lot of cool dynamic to a costume but yeah be careful because like in a lot of cases here always if, if ever in doubt read the read the conventions guide for that because they do have guides on cosplaying here like what's more commonly coming up here is that oddly enough this is a weird this is interesting in the Japan Japan doesn't have as much of a taboo with Nazi culture as, as everywhere else does.
1: Well, yeah, they fought on the same side, sweetie.
0: I understand that, but, even, but again, keep in mind in like Germany, though, like Germany, no Nazi stuff is allowed whatsoever. But in Japan, you get some you, like, they don't consider it as much of a taboo and everything. Okay. They're somewhat unrelated to it for the most part here. Like they. So they're more tolerant of it. They're more tolerant of it. There's literal shows that have very much nazi imagery in it but not outright nazi related well but and, it's
1: interesting because one of the symbols in the buddhist church does look like a, a swastika
0: yeah it's, it's actually it's a actually meant for peace yes um and, but you
1: you see it in front of temples and you're and and if you you're not aware of it you're like what is that yeah yeah
0: famously here um, there's a japanese animation known as bleach and the character sword has that symbol has that symbol in the um uh, and the cross guard for it, okay. So like, it's very distinctive there, and you're just like, oh, that's well, not a swastika because it's going the opposite direction. Direction, yeah. But it's, but if you didn't know otherwise, you'd be like, whoa, dude! Like, <laughs> why is our lead character having a swastika on his thing here? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got he's got bright orange hair, not blonde. So, um, but no, some conventions are not allowing cosplay like that anymore okay because it's considered hate speech and they don't want to offend anybody here conventions are very much about everyone having fun together and they don't and we're wanna... not
1: dressing up as the kkk either
0: no 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 no, no. yeah I mean, a lot of time again like it's stuff like that here the conventions have every right to basically turn anybody away for any particular reason yeah conventions are conventions especially when it comes to that take that stuff very seriously here like
1: well, for everybody's safety
0: so there was a recent show called tanya the evil it's a cute little show it's very funny no, no, that's funny. Is not the right. It's very interesting uh, okay. of a show, but it a has little, a little dark. It's very dark. It's got the lead character is in an army that's very German Nazi esque, uh-huh. and that cosplay is not being allowed at this convention here this year. Oh, there's and I've seen other conventions that don't allow it either. Okay, for for reasons of trying to make sure that everyone's kind of on the same page um, with that here. Um, it's it's not, interesting. It is, yeah. but I mean, but again, no, I I get it. Oh no, yeah. It makes perfect sense. Conventions are all about everyone getting together here. Yeah. Um, when you get to the presentation of your costume here, like you're inhabiting the character. So you don't have to have all the same mannerisms as the character, but you do have to have, you have to kind of like know maybe a line or two that the character says. So you got to have a pose. You always got to practice your pose. Um you got to have a little bit of an action that you do here because back in the day here, if you were in the early 2000s, you know, Camera phones were not a big deal, so everybody who had cameras had either professional cameras or, like I did, had the little, like, you know, 30-shot, you know, disposable camera that you took yeah, yeah. back into the into the shop later, and you took back into the... Yeah, you took to, to the, yeah, you yeah, yeah, had,
1: had developed.
0: Yeah, and but now people have cell phones and a lot more ease of access to pictures and videos, yeah. and a lot of people, if you're cosplaying, will want to take pictures of you and cosplay and stuff. And, oh, yeah. And stuff. So you kind of got to have like a pose ready. So I've got like my Bowser pose ready and I've got like, you know, a couple different ways I'm going to move around if necessary.
1: So so um, I need to study up on Princess Peach.
0: If you just look at some of the classics. She giggles. She giggles. She has a couple classic poses that she has. Like it's all you got. That's all you need to yeah. do. And you don't have to be great at it. You don't have to be perfect at it. You don't have to know anything else. You just have to have fun.
1: Well, I can have fun. Oh,
0: definitely very much fun. We um, mentioned professional cosplayers before yeah. here as well. These are people who literally will go to... will Companies will hire them out to make a costume that's a part of their game.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Or media or something like that. And then they will show up at trade shows or conventions like this just to promote the show, to promote the object here. I've been to a couple... Um, PAX is notorious for having what they call no booth babes. Booth okay. babe being like somebody who's like... This, I know, to, I know what a
1: booth is. It's, it's like the the women in beer
0: posters or car shows. Women, yeah. Make, yeah. PAX is very much not about having booth babes at all, but you'll have companies that hire professional cosplayers who will just kind of hang out around the the booth.
1: Well, and a lot, and and I mean, and this this is true in part because because a lot of Japanese anime is very sexualized.
0: Very sexualized. Um, Japan is, Japan loves to do this here. Japan loves to hire cosplayers to dress up for showing off their stuff here and promoting their stuff here uh, like but did you know that in Japan every single town prefecture city everybody's got a mascot and not just a mascot like character like in some cases a full-on costume mascot
1: well that's kind of cool
0: very cool yeah I know again uh, um, we will see it we will we, I will point them out when we get there okay Um. So you, know, so, you have professional cosplayers. Um, you've got people online who, like, I love Prox because he goes through all the little details of how he makes these huge weapons for cosplay. And oh, that's like that. Cool. very cool. Um, yeah. There's a professional cosplayer called uh, Kiyumi, Kasumi or Kiyumi. Uh-huh. Um, she's actually Swedish. Oh. And she's done a number of video game inspired uh, stuff here. And. She's got an entire, like her, basically she's got an apartment and the entire upper floor is this expanded base is this entire expanded, like, uh, attic That's just her entire cosplay room to, to build costumes. It's That's am- pretty cool. It's really cool. Yeah, no, but, and she goes through all the steps she goes through that makes it, you know, when you see the steps, it's like, I could do that. And then you get ahead. It was like, I need a lot more practice before I do this. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but let's talk about some interactions with cosplayers because this is okay. kind of a key thing here that you gotta keep in mind that-
1: There's an etiquette?
0: There's very much an etiquette for cosplay. Okay. Um, it, as a cosplayer, your etiquette is basically to try to inhabit the character, not to be right. offensive or offend anybody, to just be yourself, to be, enjoy yourself and be the character that you are. But when you get to the flip side, if you're a person that's looking at a cosplayer or interacting with a cosplayer, there are some etiquette rules. Like One of the first things is always ask for permission. You want to ask for permission for anything from taking a picture you always will get a lot of people just come up to can i take your picture and you'll say yes or no Um, if somebody wants to high five you or hug you or in some cases have a photo with you like permission is a very big deal because there's some people who cosplay who don't want other people in the picture because they either they they think it ruins the the costume in of itself or they don't like or they're they're afraid of having somebody else near them especially if you're a female cosplayer
1: well if you're in one of these sexy things you certainly don't want a guy's hand on your ass
0: a hand on your ass or maybe even on your shoulder or on your arm or, you know like yeah. other people in some cases in other cases it might be that i don't want anybody near me because my costume is very fragile yeah and might break and is broken early Damage. in this convention and i yeah. don't want it to break down here literally in the middle of the convention yeah. floor and not have a good costume for everybody to wear to yeah. show off like there's a lot permission is a very much an important thing you know and it's very important that you that you ask beforehand um to take a picture here now if everyone's kind of like taking a picture at the same time and they're still posing for you that's fine but i mean like feel free to ask is feel free to be asking for permission as much as possible okay um and expect for when we go cosplaying for everybody to ask can i take your picture okay and the answer can be no the answer sometimes is like no i'm in a rush to go get somewhere or no, I really have to go to the bathroom or no, my costume is literally falling apart. Can you pick up that gear that fell off the ground over there? Like, okay. I've, met, I've met that. I,
1: I still like the idea of the booth to fix yourself.
0: They're, they're super
1: glue and hot glue. I mean, super glue, yeah.
0: hot glue, needles, threads, bobby pins. You know. Oh,
1: it makes perfect sense.
0: It, it, it's a great little element and especially if it's sponsored by somebody. It's yeah. it's I, I'd go to that website anytime. especially In some cases when they go to the big conventions, they're sponsored by Cosplay websites
2: Yeah Yeah That makes sense
0: Um Cosplay is about Inhabiting the character But you are not The character Okay Some people have a hard time When they see like Their favorite cosplayer When they see their favorite Characters being done as Other By other people here They tend to Sometimes forget that You're not Princess Peach Okay Or You are not Especially if you get to Women who have A more slightly More scantily clad Kind of costume here Yeah or you get a character that might be kind of, you know, scantily or slutty or very much kind of like, you know, very risque. Like, the person dressing up as that character is not that character.
1: I would think the issue would be if you were a
0: bad guy. That well, Because
1: because you're not the character and you didn't do the things the bad guy did. You're mm-hmm. just play acting for the day. And I I would, that, I think that would be my concern.
0: The other one you might get, the other one I've seen a lot of the time and I'm a little guilty of this from time to time here in my own mental thoughts here as well. Is that if you see a character you don't like, you immediately don't like the cosplayer or the cosplayer?
1: Oh, the person inhabiting it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because they're inhabiting the character here. Like if you see a person like my favorite example is if I see a lot of people who go as like as this character named Luffy from One Piece. It's basically a guy in a red vest and blue shorts with a with a hat on. All it takes is just a little, little like little mascara, little pen or some little uh, yeah. pencil here to just make what looks like a little like cut along the eye here. It okay. looks like it's been stitched up. Like it's a very, very easy cosplay to do, and I'm always just like, that's so easy. Couldn't you have thought of something else, or couldn't you have done a different version of this character that wasn't quite so easy? And I, I've been guilty of that before, thinking, oh my goodness, not another Luffy player. Oh my goodness, not another Naruto. Like. Because they're, they're so prevalent in some cases here. But you, you do have to remember, like in some cases, this is what a cosplayer could afford. This yeah. is what a cosplayer could manage. Or or
1: had time and they decided the last minute to come, and this, and so this, this is what they could kick together.
0: Or this is what they think is enough. Everyone's got a different, you know, I've seen some people who basically get an Amazon box, cut out the holes in it, and then write, like, Gundam on the side of it. in in a lot of cases i think they're being ironic yeah but the first guy wasn't the first guy wasn't being ironic the first guy was like look this is the costume i could afford it's a box that's how much that's how broke i am going to this convention and some people are very broke when they go to these conventions because it takes they spend everything to get to these conventions
1: well yeah by the time you've paid for airfare and and all
0: yeah, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna travel a lot of people will stay very local within an hour to two hours drive it's one of the reasons like I only went to Comic Con because it was an hour away if it were if it were anything more than an hour and a half drive from LA to San Diego I wouldn't have done it I mean but even when I go to like Penny, the Penny Arcade Expos like there's a huge fee in going into it and that's basically my vacation for the year in some cases that's me going that's cause again like that hotel room is, you know, two ninety nine or hundred or two hundred dollars a night in some cases. Yeah. It's a hundred. It might be anywhere from a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars each way to get back and forth. Yeah. And then I still got to remember, oh, I've got to eat. Oh, I've got to. I got to walk to and from the convention every single day. Oh, I need to have my costume and everything. Like.
1: Yeah, you're having to check luggage. It's not like you can, you can carry that on.
0: No, and in my case here, I have a really, really big duffel bag. It's designed just to carry my costumes. Yeah, it's huge. It's like yeah. uh, it's like the ones we used to take backpacking with us. Oh yeah. So those that's awesome, and it's got wheels. So I'm so happy. <laughs> but every single time I go, they're like, "Yeah, you're gonna get charged an overcharged, oversized fee." It's like totally knew it. Yeah. It's like yeah. Oh, this is over 50 pounds. It's like all uh-huh, right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, um, another one, big one here, and this is a big. You, this is a big thing you'll see at conventions here. It's called cosplay, and it'll have like a dash sign, equal slash equal. Uh-huh. Consent. Cosplay does not equal consent. This oh. goes back. This goes back to the whole um, harassment sort of thing here that they anime conventions treat this very seriously because it's been an issue that's been uh, this has been a somewhat of an ongoing issue for many years at different conventions where cosplayers get um, harassed by convention goers for inhabiting a character whether intentional or not. Again, if you're dressing up as a character, and I'm trying to think of one, uh, let's say, and I'll I'll have to find a picture of it here. Uh, there's a character named Remy from Black Lagoon. Her okay. basic entire, entire almost entire outfit is a pair of really short uh, denim hot pants, uh-huh. a black sports bra, and a uh, a gun holster over her a gun holster and a pair of guns, and in combat boots. Okay. That's the entire cos that's the entire costume here. And she is a very sexualized character. Yeah. Um, in the in the series here. Um, and so there has been people in the past here who, you know, have seen the character here and are very much of the notion here is like, oh, she she's dressing up that way for me. It's like, no, she's not. She's dressing up that way for herself. And you get a lot of people here who will try to harass you, try to get in get with you. This probably happens more with female cosplayers, but I've, I have seen it happen with some male cosplayers as well, depending on what they're wearing, um, where people seem to think like, oh, well you're okay with wearing this skimpy outfit or this particular outfit, so you must be okay with me touching you because otherwise you wouldn't want me to see you like this. Like, that is not the case here. Um,
1: I I would liken it to when I was in college I used to cocktail at the Red Lion and we wore these really low cut um, floor-length dresses that were slid up slit up the side way up your thigh and men would think you could slip your hand in, in in the slit of the dress or would would peek down your top and you're like no 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 that's not what I signed up for
0: no yeah and again that's and that's the thing here like Cosplayers went there to dress up as the character that didn't come there to, to basically um, be your, um, your, your fantasy. No, you know, they, they came there for themselves and yeah. to assume as much here would be wholly unfair to them and very much um, unfair to you at the end of the day. Cause it's not what you are expecting. And so this is, this is basically the character I'm talking about.
1: Oh yeah. Well, it flies unzipped. Yeah. Yeah. I can see where that's going to happen. Yeah.
0: No. Again, like yeah. that's it's a very sexualized-looking character at the end of the day here, and that's in a sporty kind of way. In a sporty way. No. Yeah. She's very much a tomboy at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely, that,
1: you definitely communicates that.
0: Yeah. So, but yeah. But again, I've seen characters much, much more scantily dressed here because people have a chance to make it. They will. Yeah. Um, a, a great example I've seen is um, people who go as 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 uh, Playboy bunnies. But his yeah. characters are Playboy bunnies. Like I've seen the Avengers as Playboy bunnies, which is hilarious. I find so like it's a fe- it's a person who's cosplaying as a so, Stark. So we're, so
1: we're Captain. we Captain Marvel as a Playboy bunny. Yes. Well, okay. So I noticed when we watched when we did our anime episode, and I watched mm-hmm. anime. There were a lot of bunnies.
0: Yes, bunny bunnies are bunnies are. You watch the show called Bunny Somebody Doesn't bunny, Dream of a, of bunny, a bunny Girl. Girls, yeah, yeah, like. Japan's one of these things where, like, they take a lot of their notions from the West. Like, they weren't doing a lot of animation until they saw the West doing a lot of animation. So people like um, Walt Disney, Warner Brothers, they, didn't, weren't yeah. do, they weren't doing a lot of animation until they saw the West doing it. Um, the West says that Playboy Bunnies are very sexualized and very pop, er, very sexual. Yeah. Japan was like, yes, they are. Yeah. You know, oh, look, there's a maid. That's really cute. The maids are, maids are super cute. Yeah, I'm right. They are in Japan. Yeah, Maids are very popular in Japan. Like, Japan takes a lot of. It, oddly enough, Japan takes a lot of its cues from the West. When do it comes we, do to, we get to dress up in Japan? We're. I'm working. I'm. I'm working on a place where you can wear a kimono. Cool. And there's a festival we're going to as well. Oh, very uh, good. Uh, oh, festival. I like festival. Oh yes, no. We're going to. We're going to a very big festival. Oh, Cool. Um, back to cosplaying here. Yep. Don't monopolize a cosplayer's time.
1: They got to move on. They got other people waiting to take pictures. They
0: have other people wanting to take pictures. They want to maybe move and see more of the convention, or maybe they're, maybe they've been in a pose for a long enough time. I mean, if you want to come up to a cosplayer and ask them, like, "Hey, that's a really cool costume. How did you make it?" Some people will be more than happy to to, to answer that. You know, like some people won't. Like, okay. You know, I, Fair enough. D- dressing him as Doctor Robotnik here, a lot of my favorite times, like, "How did you make your coat?" I was like it's made from 100% hedgehog. It just doesn't breathe underwater because Sonic the Hedgehog doesn't breathe, breathe underwater. underwater. He actually drowns fairly frequently in water. Okay. Or, or the notion was it's water resistant. It just doesn't breathe underwater. And That was always fun for me. Or people would ask me how we made how I made the puppet, and I would go into describing how I made the puppet, especially the spines in the back, because they're individual spines. Like, and they're meant to model like the video game character. We yeah. Got a little statue, and I basically put blue painters tape on it, and then cut the and then. Pulled the peter tape up and used that as a template and just blew it up.
2: Yeah.
0: <coughs> so, 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 don't, so don't like monopolize the time is what I'm so saying. So, what
1: are the issues you have when you've been in cosplay? Because you 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 do the cosplay very successfully. You have a number of costumes that are really cool. Oh yeah. And and as as I mentioned earlier, you frequently end up on the the best of show mm-hmm. uh, list. So what problems have I actually you actually have an award for best of show? Oh, that's so cool. Yes,
0: from Crunchyroll Expo. They saw me and was basically like, you, you look like you're a good cosplayer. Do you want to be in our masquerade? It's like, I've never been in a masquerade before. I will do it. And I was very, very popular. I walked out and everyone was like, oh. so, I, so I was happy with myself.
1: Very good. What, what problems, what issues have you had?
0: So again, like I said before, pockets can be an issue with your costume here. Uh-huh. Um, especially when it comes to women here. A lot of time, women will go... With their boyfriend or other or another friend here, who will carry around their will carry on a bag from, and the bag is designed to carry makeup if you need to redo your makeup, yeah. bobby pins or fix it kind of stuff here. If you're carrying on something that's got batteries in it, they might have extra battery packs or something like okay. that here. Um, or in some cases, they they just hold your water. Yeah, you know, like I've I've met people who who run who are cosplayers and they'll go up to their because you're hot. They're, they're hot, or they've got, or they might have a fan. Um, so pockets, so if something's available for pockets, pockets are a big deal. Okay. It's not uncommon to see a person who will have, um, like a bag from shopping and they will put it by their feet. Yeah. Or, or they'll hold onto it with their feet while they people are taking photos of them. Because obviously you don't want to see a person yeah. holding a local bag and they're just yeah. a, like a shopping bag in their hand yeah. in some cases. Unless it's a part of the character and sometimes it is. Okay. You get a lot of mom, char- mom characters from Japanese animation that were... They're carrying around, like, a bag that's got, like, what looks like vegetables in it is the deal. Okay. And they just use that bag for their, like, as a purse, I guess, at the end of the day.
1: Okay. Um,
0: bathrooms are a big issue for cosplayers.
1: Oh, gosh, yes. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I no, Because I've got a huge petticoat.
0: Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, no. it's one of those things that I, um, <clears throat> what I generally <throat> tend to do here is that if I'm cosplaying, like, in some costumes I've had good luck going to the bathroom in, and other ones yeah. I have less, more of an issue with. <clears throat> uh, Robotnik's one that... It's a bit of an issue because I have a full one piece um, underneath,
1: the jacket. underneath
0: the jacket here and for me to get access And mind you like it's work it's workman's overall so they're smart enough to have that zipper go in the opposite way so you can go to the bathroom but it's still this notion of I got to take off the gloves I've got to put down the puppet here and if you're going into a bathroom stall here like for a men, like where do you put anything yeah I can imagine it's only going to be much more difficult for women I always wonder how brides go to the bathroom if at all. And I've been led to understand like very carefully,
1: yeah, yeah because so, you use the dress.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, um, so bathroom can be an issue here. Like I generally tend to um, I will wait till after I'm done cosplaying to drink a lot of water. So the night before I will drink a lot of, I will drink a fair amount of water, usually about a liter of water beforehand, and then while I'm out conven- while I'm out on the floor. I will, I will try to avoid drinking any water, or if I do, I drink, like, a, a cup of water.
1: So I'm not having my grande uh, Starbucks on uh, Saturday morning.
0: Well, if you need the Starbucks, I, it, that's not uncommon to just see a cosplayer just walking around with, like, a big cup of Starbucks, of Starbucks going, you know, but, like, if you've got a costume which is difficult to get in and out of, or yeah. to go to the bathroom in, or you yeah. wouldn't want to just kind of take off right away, like, that could be difficult
2: yep got it but if you're, okay. but if you're like
0: in a, if you're like in a japanese school girl costume or you're one of these like naruto costumes that are not that are very simple costumes at yeah. the end of the day like that will probably be less of an issue for you okay um one of the other ones here for interactions don't linger okay girls especially don't like people kind of like just hanging out in the shadows or onto the side of them being creepy sometimes they can be very creepy you mean like some some people seem to think that going to a convention is a great chance to pick up people it is the worst place in the world to pick up somebody
1: oh so you go to these things and at night you 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 don't
0: you hook up with other people yeah some people do it's it's a bad place to do it at because you've got you get the dynamic i have with nerds which is this like one to ten scale here like in general, I'm a six or seven like nerd on, on on a lot of topics here. Some topics I'm at an eight or a nine. A lot of other topics, like when we get to like Magic the Gathering, I'm like a two and a three level understanding You used of to like, play. I used to play, but it's been yeah. a long
2: time. time. Yeah. And
0: even when I was playing, I wasn't playing very good.
2: Okay.
0: But like, there's some topics I know a lot about, and there's some topics I don't know a lot about. The spectrum when you get to a Japanese, when you get to a convention here, is that the spectrum is all over the place. Okay. And you might meet a person that's like, like, I met a person one time who was, like, who was following me around for a good half hour because they thought I was just, like, the coolest guy in the world dressing up as Dr. Robotnik. And I eventually had to, like, look at him. I was like, dude, like, if you want to take a picture, you can take a picture. If you want to say hi, you can say hi. You don't have to keep lingering, man. It's weird. Yeah. And after I told that, they ran away. And then I would see him occasionally in the convention, but then they would, like, oh, and they would run away. And I don't want to dissuade anybody from talking to me at a convention. I want to talk to people at a convention. Yeah the one time the first time I ever went to the the convention is where we had uh, in Seattle for PAX West uh-huh. where I got to go to the one guy at booth they uh-huh. had a Sonic the Hedgehog booth there showing off Sonic Mania and I basically just hung around there for like a half hour just toying with people like fall into the pit that's right no Sonic stop killing my bad neck stop like, I was just messing around with people while they were playing and I thought it was hilarious and the people there th- and the other people there at the booth thought it was hilarious too that the bag I was telling him to not do that okay. here, yeah. But some cosplayers, other people, there were like, "You're ruining my experience."
2: Yeah.
0: So I, I can appreciate that, and I when I saw somebody leering at me, it was like, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna move on. Yeah. I have other, I have other, I have other aisles to walk, and people who have not seen me here yet today.
1: Now you have said before um, that um, you would like to go some days to the convention, not in costume. Or for at least a couple of hours so you can actually see
0: it. Yes. Um, with a... Depending on the size of the convention here, like, uh, usually, I'm like, if, I, if, if I'm going for a multi-day sort of thing, usually, like, the first day, I won't go in costume. So I want to see what the convention is. I want to see where all the floors are and all the aisles are, especially if it's a new place.
1: So, like, on a Friday?
0: On a Friday here, like, I'll go, when the when the con opens up at, like, nine ten o'clock the first like two or three hours, I might just walk around without my costume on. Because especially if you're gonna walk the floor of the convention, you wanna know where the open spaces are so that way you're not in the middle of the aisles blocking traffic. Or you wanna be able to avoid being in a situation where you are halting access to other places. A lot of time when you get to some conventions here, uh, the staff will, will be very vocal about, hey, no taking pictures in the aisle. Or you gotta take pictures off the show floor. They say that and it never actually happens, but I mean, like, it's always. But it makes
1: sense. You don't want to create a a traffic jam. You don't want to create a bottleneck or
0: stuff like yeah, yeah, like that. That is somewhat intentional. So I often will go for so, especially when it's like Pax West, which always has a slightly different layout every year. I'll go and I'll scout the area and then figure out where I want to cosplay at and where I want to kind of linger linger at. But also, I might want to like go and try a video game or try something else out there. Um, And you can't do that while you're in costume because it's. It's not that it's weird, but like. It's out of character. It's out of character and me kind of walking around without, you know, me just kind of hanging out at the table, just playing a board game in some cases. People will come up and stop me and be like, hey, can I take a picture with you? And I got to stop what I'm doing, take a picture for like two or three, mi- for like a minute or so, then sit back down and be like, okay, where, where who did what here this last turn? Yeah. Like, it's rude to right. the other players at the table and I don't get to enjoy it as much either. So yeah, sometimes just walking around the convention without the costume on is worth it as well. Um, I get that. So let's talk about some of the things you can find at a convention here. Okay. Um, in most, in every convention is going to have what they call an exhibition hall or an expo hall. Okay. In an industry-based panel, there's sort of convention here, this is a convention where it's going to be, it's going to just completely have one booth after another that's trying to sell you their product, and that product being in let's say, uh, E three, PAX West, a video game conference here. Like each one of those booths or something, or have uh, somebody's video game that they're trying to sell you. Yeah. And that's the entire point of the show is for, every, for trade, trade industry people to show off what they have there. Like, if you go back to old computer co- conventions um, or the Consumer Electronics Expo in Las Vegas here,
2: yeah,
0: an industry convention is all about them showing off their wares. At a fan convention, though, it's the exact opposite. Every single booth there is meant for commerce. And now when I mean commerce, I mean... Hey look, I've got leather bound books and leather bound stuff here. Who would like to buy leather bound stuff or? Hey, I've got this giant wall of every single Funko that's ever existed for nerdy stuff here. Which one do you need for your collection? Or I sell wooden swords. Or okay. I sell like I sell hats and shirts or I sell This is the stuff in my store that doesn't sell. Maybe somebody here will buy it.
1: So it's all fan paraphernalia.
0: Very much fan paraphernalia. It's very much like going into like a covered market, if you will, or the jade uh-huh. market, um, and basically just you know you'll see a lot of stuff there where y'all might never see this ever again. Yeah. You know this is the, this is something that came out in in I've I've got one of my figurines here is something that came out in night it came out in like 1999. and don't make it anymore, so it's the only time you'll ever be able to get it here ever again. You know it's the last run of it or something or. There were one of my favorite ones here, which is the little little girl that's with the blonde hair with the huge banana on her head. Yeah, which is a actually her hair actually.
1: Well, yeah, I always assumed it was her hair, Sorry, so I surprised to hear you say banana. But yeah. it is banana shaped. It looks shape. like a banana. Yeah. It, does. Much banana it does. It yeah. does.
0: Um, I've never seen ever I've never seen another one of those like that ever. It's and so cool. it's one of those things where, like, when I saw it, it, was like, let me walk around a little bit, make sure it's not somewhere else, because sometimes some people sell stuff for a lower price than other people. Yeah. Or something that's really, really popular might be there a couple days later and might be like half price that, of that last day.
1: Because you don't want to pack it up and take it home.
0: Precisely. Um, big, uh, I want to say like 2007, 2008, then the Anime Expo had a big thing where they had these cat ears that reacted to your emotions or to your to your emotional kind of spectrum. So if you were like really kind of like, if you were like really alert, the ears were kind of like, twitch a little bit here and there if you were just in kind of very content mode they were kind of like this and if you were kind of less if you were like more low energy they were kind of like droop down but they like looked at stuff they might perk up if you were like oh that's something of interest and you would perk up they were very cool they were all over the convention here like everyone was selling them for like 75 80 dollars and as the convention went on after days went on they got lower and lower in price so finally they were going they were selling like 50 bucks a piece yeah and then like and then that next year, later, like they were like rarely, if ever, seen. If, if they were, they were like forty dollars a piece here. Like, I bought a pair like almost like a decade later for like twenty five bucks, which is kind of it, it was just kind of a cute thing. Well,
1: oh, it's fun. It's I, fun. Lo- I love oh, yeah, stuff absolutely. like that. Absolutely.
0: Um, so yeah, so that's an expo floor here. Um, you're gonna have an area that's outside of the expo hall. It's usually you know it's like a lobby or a promenade sort of the uh-huh. area here. This is where a lot of cosplay happen, where a lot of cosplay pictures happen. Because in a lot of cases, depending on the convention, they don't like you doing it in the convention. So they'll right. actively dissuade you from taking pictures in the convention, or they'll ask you to leave the expo hall until you're done taking pictures. cosplay okay. stuff like that here. Um, and so, like the, this outside area, you know, will be a great place to take pictures, especially if it's outdoors and you have a lot of like scenery, or you got a lot of like objects kind of in the way to stand on and move around in. Uh, Anime Expo in, when it was in Anaheim Anaheim has this great giant open space that's right outside their, right outside the main expo uh, convention center itself and one part's got like palm trees and for, and kind of like grassy yeah. areas and other places got like this tiered sort of steps on it so you can take like, big giant photos they have a lot of I think they realized they have a lot of like space that they wanted to give people chances chance to take different photos at and so it's a great place but on a Saturday which is the biggest day you can go Okay. You have a lot of people who gather up on that on those days as well which are very cool. Okay. Um so you
1: might have a picture that was everybody who was dressed as that theme
0: or in that particular costume. It, yeah. You get costumes. You might have a, you might see like we might we might and it's not as usually very common but you might see like two or three other princess beaches.
2: Uh-huh. And you might
0: all just hang out as three different princess Peaches here in some cases. Yeah.
2: That would, if, that would be fun.
0: Especially if you're in, a, in a, if you're cosplaying something's that got a lot of characters in it. Mm -hmm. sometimes you're seeing another character like oh my goodness finally another character you want to hang out for a while and you might walk around for an hour especially if the two characters are like love interest or related to each other or family members something like that hey I've never seen you know like that's a really fun one here like if you see there's a show called Full Metal Alchemist you see a guy who's got a little red coat with a blonde hair and a braid with a kind of metalish looking arm Uh if you see his big brother that's in a suit of armor which is not very common like those two people might hang out a lot during the convention yeah. Because that's a guy in a big suit of armor that's your brother that's a big part of the show. Okay. So, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, depending you're going to always have what they call panel rooms. Uh-huh. These are rooms in which you might depending on the type of convention here is going to show you how to do X Y and Z or you might meet somebody who's a celebrity who's wants to, who's going to tell you about some of their stuff or you might be here's a guy who so as an example here you might have a panel room that talks about star trek's spaceships
2: uh-huh.
0: and it might be just a fan base committee but hey here's everything we know about the enterprise or okay. here's a little shuttlecraft and everything or here's some standard tech of like star trek here. or you might have something where like oh hey Brett spider's now going to talk for like an hour and a half or two hours and take fan questions or talk about cool things that happened on the show when he was in it or uh, or maybe in some cases you get the producers like yeah, this was really tricky to do this here and there stuff like that here. So, yeah. um, in an anime convention, we're gonna get some people who are like, "Oh, here's how you can. Here's how I draw an anime character, or here's how I put a model together, or here's how you try to get into voice acting." Like, there's a lot of these panels here for, and almost anybody can host a panel at a fan convention here. You just gotta like prove. You gotta like just get in early and prove that you can do, which you, you know enough about what you're doing to be able to do it. Yeah. And you got to have about an hour's worth of material too. Yep. Slideshows is- slide are very much welcomed. Yeah. So.
1: I would imagine. Okay.
0: Um, in more fan conventions, you're going to have like a game room or a game hall. Um, Fatima does do this here where they have a, oh, an area that's going to have a place to play some board games or a place to play card games. It's going to have uh, some console gaming. So if you want to play like PlayStation, Nintendo 64, they'll have some stuff there. Kind of just, out and about for you to play. Um, some of the bigger conventions might have like actually rent full arcade games and put them out there. I know Fanime does do that. Okay. Um, another one that's kind of more common with more media fan base fan based conventions are uh, viewing rooms. So you might have a especially in an Anime Expo and Fanime here. We'll have rooms that are just playing non-stop episodes of Japanese animation. So you might just. She so might just walk into a movie you just might walk into a theater kind of setting here with a bunch of chairs sitting around yeah and just be like oh here's an episode of Rama one half i'd like to watch Rama one half for a little bit i've literally wasted hours in here watching mo- japanese movies of just bizarre japanese movies yeah just for the sake of being able to say like i saw i saw a movie called zebra man
1: was it about a zebra man
0: yes Cool. what well, was it was about a, it was about a guy who was trying to be a superhero from a TV show that got canceled many many years back, and somehow got wrapped up into a very weird sort of situation where he ended up having to become the hero. It's a very it's a very cute little it's a very cute movie. At the end of the day, it's very it's it's very much a a fan appreciation of that kind of era of of dressing up in costumes sort of superheroes.
1: Well, yeah, I liked I liked uh, the American superhero that was on a couple of years ago was just sort of a regular guy who suddenly got zapped
0: yeah yeah um so yeah but you'll get a lot of viewing rooms like this um these are great places to take a break at if you because it's in a dark get off your feet to get off your feet if you're in a if you're in like a big costume it's a chance to just kind of like shed some of that costume for a little bit so like if you so if you got an armor that if you've got a costume that's like a full like a full thing of armor even if it's just foam it's a chance to take off the gloves, take off the chest piece and take off the helmet and just kind of like, just sit in the back, just sit on the ground or sit in the back of the theater and just be like, ah. Because nobody's going to see you in a dark room. Nobody's going to want to take pictures of you. And everyone in there is very much like, shh, it's a movie theater. Sort of of setting. Um, You might have, different conventions are always going to have different stuff here. Like if you go to a Magic the Gathering Grand Prix or GP. Um, I think they've recla- rechanged the names here to something else. Um, most of their expo floor is literally play space for, for the different tournaments and games that are happening. It's literally just wall-to-wall tables and chairs for just people to play. Um, That's kind of fun. Yeah, it's, it, and it's kind of the reason you go to one of these conventions to play Magic the Gathering. So you're going to have a lot of places to play it at. You'll have some people who are selling cards and other paraphernalia here, but yeah. most of the area is designed for the play space. And if you have panel rooms, it's about, oh, hey, you really want to get into drafting, or, hey, you really want to get into, this is this is the lore of this particular card set here or something like that. Because Oddly enough, in Magic the Gathering, there's a lot of lore.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I tried to, you know, because I had three of you that were kind of into it, and I, I tried to pick up on it yeah. and do it. I, I was never any good
0: what I mean lore, I mean like there's an actual story being told in this card game, like yeah. beyond yeah. J- beyond just the uh, game you're actually playing, so.
2: Yeah, no, I get uh, it.
0: So one of the things you might want to do when you uh, go to a convention here, like what are some of the things you might want to, you know, find at a convention or why would you want to go to a convention here? Like, well if you're really into something, you know I'm finally going to meet other people that are into it too. Yeah, Nerds are of these, kind of of the genre here where like they're, they're things that they're interested in are already kind of hard to find people to get interested in with them. So a convention is the perfect place to find other people who are into what you're into. Um, again, like, I mean, it's hard to kind of just walk out in public and be like, I'm a big fan of sword art online. And and everyone's going to look at you like, the hell are you talking about? Okay. As we, if you walk the- out, as you walk out, he's like, I'm a fan of the 49ers. And I'll be like, yeah, me too. And other people are like, no, Raiders. And it's like, eh. Uh...
1: Well, a bit I mean I so I I go to um a yarn convention mm-hmm. and and I could say at the yarn convention
0: I'm a fan of knitting.
1: Not even I'm a fan of knitting. I could say I'm a fan of brioche and people would know what I meant. Yeah. Or I'm a fan of Interlac and people would know what I meant. And you, know, you have no idea.
0: I have no idea. And I would I would look at you as if you were bizarre and crazy.
1: Yeah, because well I generally am. But <laughs> but um but, yeah, no one would have an idea. But there, I could take a little class on it. I could take yeah. a 90-minute class on yeah. brioche.
0: Or you might take a class on cosplay in an anime convention. You know, like Exactly. Stuff like that here. Yeah. Um, so, other obviously, you can see cosplayers here. There is a cosplay I do want to warn you about. There is something called crossplay. So, crossplay is the notion that you are dressing up as a character of the opposite sex. Oh. So... What happens in a lot of times because char- so, so drag, not necessarily. Okay. So what happens in some cases is that um, we talked about in the in the Japanese animation episode where you have a characters that are from the series that are kind of be shown in or pretty boys. Yeah. Some girls like to dress up as the pretty boys, so they'll okay. dress up as you know as male characters, and it's somewhat not uncommon for a lot of characters in in uh, Japanese animation to. Actually, be voiced by women. Like famously, yeah. the most powerful character in the world named Goku is from Dragon Ball, is voiced by like a fifty year old woman. Okay, it was a very, very, very gnarly voice. Naruto, a very popular character in Japanese animation, also voiced by a woman in Japan in Japanese. a lot of okay. characters, so a lot of young children and teenagers are kind of voiced by women in Japan. Okay, a lot of the men do much more mature characters, sort of, okay. in the male cases. Um, but that's not uncommon for for girls to be walking around in. As Naruto characters or other male characters here, um, you will get some guys who will dress up in female costumes, and there are some cases where it's intentionally attempting to be in drag or trying to look as feminine as possible, and other cases where it's meant ironically.
1: It's satire.
0: One of the one of the there's a great example. There's a guy in Japan who. He's got to be in, like, his 70s or 80s. He's bald. He's got a huge kind of, like, beard that's kind of very reminiscent of, like, a Chinese monk or a Chinese uh-huh. sort of, like, ancient warrior sort of Confucius. thing. Confucius? Like, yeah, kind yeah. of like that. He dresses up in schoolgirl costumes and just goes and walks around with people and takes pictures with them. Cool. It's very cool. Um, famously, there's a guy named Manfei that used to travel to the anime expos and a lot of anime conventions down south. He was a very hairy guy that dressed up as a character uh, called uh, Faye from Cowboy Bebop. Very sketchy-clad costume. This is one of those cases where, like, you know, cons- cosplay does not equal consent. Oh, okay. Um, but because he was very hairy here, he was very popular, he walked up to people frequently and just started interacting with them because he was very confident with himself. But other people were very... Some people were somewhat put off by him.
1: Yeah, I, c- I, can, which, I can imagine.
0: Which can happen here. Um let's see um you can meet celebrities and people as a part of the industry a little less common in some fan conventions but like again like i said before if you're going to a star trek convention it's probably gonna be somebody from the cast there at some yeah. point here so yeah. if you were really a big fan of tuvok from star trek voyager he might be there i okay. don't know if i'm doing a whole lot of other work
1: okay you
0: might get um probably not you're probably not going to get like uh, William Shatner or... Uh, no, but you see Jordy, whatever his name is. You get, you get doing. the guy who does yeah. Le, Jordy LaForge. You might get Catherine Janeway. You might get Cisco occasionally for the bigger ones here. Like, you might get a captain here or there. Okay. Um, uh, you can learn about new, new things here. Like you said, for your yarn convention, you can learn new things about knitting and things like that. Mm-hmm. That's very common for a good convention where, again, one of my favorite conventions was... Um, the packs one, I love going to the panel rooms for the industry ones because I get to learn about, hey, here's how we came up with voice acting or, hey, here's our behind-the-scenes sort of stuff that we do for here And uh, one of the favorite ones here is that there's a voice actors one in Anime Expo, um, usually for one of the major companies that does one of the major shows. They show a blooper reel at the very end of it, which is hilarious to watch. A that lot would be of, fun. A lot of cursing. It's very fun. Um, there's also some etiquette for conventions as well. Okay, um, one of the uh, one of the most obvious ones that you wouldn't think would be needed to be said here at all. Be nice and kind to everybody.
2: Yeah,
0: like you're all kind of here for the same thing. You're all here to to celebrate this thing you're really interested in. Like, you know, if you don't like something, keep it to yourself. Like, just create a positive atmosphere for everybody. At this convention, especially the fan convention, is going to have a lot of children at it. So. Oh, really there, there'll be some children here that are oh, cool okay I, i've seen children as young as like five and six years old walking around in costume and you'll have 11 12 year olds teenagers in costume and, and walking around here so like and their parents will be with them and you might you might think something's cool for you but you may not think it's really cool but it's not really cool for the parents to have to describe later it's like mommy why are those two people hugging each other that way i'll have to tell you when you're much older yeah sort of situations Um, always ask for permission if you want to go to the booth and you want to you're thinking of buying something but you want to pick it up to get a closer look at it you can ask the person at the booth can I take a look at this and you know just um, you just excuse me excuse me can I take a look at this and you can pick it up some people won't let you pick up stuff because it's really expensive they don't want people running off with it Right. but other people might be like if it's small enough they might yeah sure you can take a look at it or hey that thing that's all the way up there can I take a look at it yeah sure let me bring it down for you so you know, just be nice about asking for permission for stuff like that here. Same thing goes with cosplayers. Same thing if you wanna. If some booths will have uh, like a VR setup here. You know, like hey, can I try the VR setup? Yeah, sure. Let me show you. Okay. Yeah, you know, always ask for permission. Um, we've always talked about cosplays, not consent. Yeah. You know, harassing other people is not good in the convention. That's a quick way to find yourself without a badge and thrown out of a convention. Okay. I've seen that. I, I've been that guy that's throwing people out of conventions before it's kind of fun from my point of view because I have all because the end of the day is like, who are you going to complain to? I'm going to go to the police. Be my guest. The police are going to be on my side. Yeah. So, um, if you're going to go to a convention, read the cons rules beforehand. Cons have wonderful websites that list out all their policies and procedures, especially if you're cosplaying, it'll tell you like, if you're going to have like a prop weapon, what are the specifications for it here? Like, can you bring like a gun? They, some conventions won't let you have any sort of realistic guns, even if you have the orange tip on it, which denotes it being a fake gun. Right. They will not allow any guns. It has to be okay. a futuristic or sci-fi gun. Okay. Uh, some people. Some conventions won't allow you have a weapon. Won't allow you have like a staff over six feet tall, okay. or a weapon that's taller than you in some cases. Okay. Stuff like that here. Um, don't linger. Lingering, li- not necessarily lingering, uh, for watching cosplayers or other people, but like don't linger at a booth it's a quick way to look like you're being like you're being you know like sneaky and suspicious. Casing, yeah. yeah don't linger in the aisles either like this is one of those things like if you're going to take a picture of somebody in costume don't take it in the middle of aisles wait to get to a yeah. more open space to allow people to move and back around. and forth and yeah. move around you because again like some of those aisles can be you know walking space that's no bigger than this table here in some cases not all the time but that's a very extreme example but like from my, from my wall here to your wall behind you. Like, it's yeah. very much a 10-foot sort of span, and you've got, like, maybe 50 people trying to get through this area here. Don't linger in those spaces if you can. If somebody wants to take a picture of you in cosplay, you know, tell them, you know what, let's walk o- Let's walk to the end of the aisle where there's an open space, and then take the picture there. Yep. So you're not in anybody's way at all or or anything like that. Like, it's somewhat unavoidable, especially if you're at, if you're at the booth here, that people at the booth are like, oh, man, goodness, she looks so often? Let me take a picture. Click, click, click like sometimes that's unavoidable
1: but but if you're gonna pose with somebody that takes a moment
0: yeah or if you're just gonna pose in general like depending on in your case if you're gonna have like a big petticoat that might you know that's yeah. a lot of room that you're gonna to have to walk around in in some cases yeah, yeah. and i haven't seen how big the petticoat is so it's but pretty big like what like 160 cent- like centimeters or something or like
1: it's just probably two yards wide
0: Ooh, nice we'll see
1: yeah right. cool. yeah
0: um, if you have children, set good rules with your children. It's kind of the same. Assuming you, were take, assuming, assuming you were taking your children to, like, Disneyland or something, have rules about if you get separated, where do you meet up at? Yeah. You know, keep an eye on your children because, again, like, especially. There's you, lots for them to touch. Lots for them to touch, yeah. lots for them to grab, especially when it comes to cosplayers. Like, I had a person one time who, uh, I, there was a little child that, like, was enamored with me, saw me, was just like, and so I went down low to take a picture with them. So I got down on my knee, on yeah. my knees, and I stretched out to the bottom. And they came up and hugged Sonic, which was really cool. But then they were trying to take Sonic off my arm. Oh, and I yeah. And it was very much of those like, please don't like, he's a little fragile sometimes. Yeah. You know, yeah. she was like hugging him really tightly, and then it was like it was like we all thought this was amazingly cute, and she was dressed up as a Chun Li, and she was so cute. Yeah. But she was also kind of ruining my cosplay and almost breaking it, and I was like. Eh.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Not totally six years get old. that. Yeah. Um so yeah, like, keep an eye on your children obviously.
1: Um I'll keep an eye on mine.
0: Okay. Yeah. Come bathed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a running joke here that some people wear bars of soap on a string around their neck when they go to the conventions as a sign of telling everybody I took a shower today. You've Got to remember that sometimes when you go to these conventions, these fan conventions, some people will go a lot of people don't have a lot of, huge a lot of money to go to these conventions anyways. So you might have four or five people to a hotel room. Yeah. That's going to happen in mine. Yeah. I know it already, and I've already explained it to people. Like, if I see more than six people, four people in a room, other people have to leave. Yeah. There's a limit of how many people you can have in a room. Before I start deciding, you know what? I'm going to charge an extra $50 per person. Yeah. Which I've done before, and people are like, you can't do that. That's what it says in my rules. Yeah. So... Um, some people go to these conventions and don't bathe. It's an odd sort of situation that you have to explain that to people. Come bathe, bring deodorant, wear a nice perfume. If you're a if you're a, if you have the, if you're a woman and you have that option too, like smell nice when you're going through the convention. It's a small enclosed area. We're all going to smell each other.
1: Cool. Okay.
0: It, it's not it's it's not it's not going to be crazy, but you'll come across the person that's like, whoa.
1: Well, you know, no, 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 no. I mean, un- understand that that I go on a bike ride that's seven days and mm-hmm. 551 miles, and by the end of each day, we do we do shower mm-hmm. at the end of each day. But by the end of each day, when you're in that shower line, people smell.
0: Well, mind you, again, like you're gonna walk, you're gonna have people that are walking around in the same clothing for hours on end
1: day after day oh i totally get that No, and those can't be easy to have dry cleaned either
0: if you're having a costume in general like for example like when i went as my pokemon character i have a sweater now when it's It's cold the sweater is fine the sweater is perfect but i don't sweat in the sweater but if i'm in a room i can sweat a little bit because it's kind of warm yeah and you know like that's that's why like i have a travel size for breeze as soon as i'm done with the costume I just hit like a thousand times with the Febreze and leave it in the bathroom to dry overnight so that way when I get up the next day, it smells laundered to a certain extent. Yeah. But if you're, but if you're in a costume... I hadn't cost- thought
1: about that, but you're right.
0: Yeah, but if you're in a co- but Or in some cases, if you're wearing the same costume for like three or four days straight, like again, when I wear Dr. Robotnik, I'm wearing that every single day. Yeah. I hit that thing with the Febreze after every single day because I'm sweating that costume from walking around all day long. I'll probably yeah. put in about... 20,000, 30,000 steps in a day, yeah just walking around the convention floor, and not uncommon though. Yeah. Now ladies might sweat a little differently, can't necessarily say, but I'm sure. We,
1: we, glist, we glisten.
0: Fair, so yeah, that's something you kind of have to keep an eye out for, like again, yeah. coming Bay, you know, don't be afraid to bring Febreze with you at a small travel size to spray your clothes with. It's gonna be well worth it, I promise you. Okay. Uh, and then last thing here, take a break get off your feet at some cases here like if you're if you're a woman that's walking around in like heels all day long depending if they're not even comfortable heels because sometimes yeah. the cosplay doesn't consider that at all like take a break yeah. like take a break to go to the bathroom take a break to put your stuff if you've collected a lot of purchases go back to your hotel room your car drop it off like yeah. you don't want to be carrying this around all day long like just take a break it's okay yeah and it's and it's important to just take a break you don't want to overwhelm yourself at all got so. it. okay and lastly obviously have fun
2: yeah
0: so we're gonna go to Fatima here this weekend we'll come back and we'll talk about the cool things we'll talk about our costumes and everything because I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about there yeah um, and we are going to post pictures of what we see at the convention on our website
2: there we at, go
0: in nerd tutorial podcast.com and then as well as on our Facebook page um, for Facebook slash slash nerd tutorial podcast we'll post all a bunch of stuff over there as well and then i'll try to post some stuff on twitter when i have the chance to as well we're only going to go for the one day i've got work and as much as i was able to get one day off i really feel bad about taking the one day off when everyone else at my hotel is going to be just flummoxly busy yeah so that's why after that i'm going to work like six days straight yep so i am i am the good guy hopefully at the end of the day Okay. Uh, But yeah, but thank you for joining us here. And we'll look forward to seeing you guys here next time. And we'll have more information about what we saw at Fanime.
1: Wow, I'm really looking forward to it. Me too. Princess Peach signing off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And the Bowser signing off as well. We'll see you guys here next time.